I know you have a lot going on. I have a big day today. I see you got your bags packed. Where the hell are you going? Uh, Chicago. Oh, the Chi-Town. What up, everybody in the Chi? What's yes. going on in the Chi? You going to tell us? Um, It was a last-minute thing that I have to do out there, so they actually called me about it yesterday. Okay. So, you know how it is here. You got to pack your bag. And then today, I was supposed to close on this property last week. Yes. But then there were some issues with flood insurance, some new laws in New York, so... I'm closing on it today, so now I had to pack my bag so I can go do this closing and then go get on this flight. Congratulations. And get to Chicago. Thank you. My daughter broke my heart yesterday. I'm going to tell you why. Mm. So yesterday, uh, you know, my daughter goes to college next year. So we've been doing this college run. So yesterday, she wanted to see NYU. So I took her on the tour. We went on the tour at NYU. And it was just the worst, right? And I'm going to tell you why. Because it was the nicest day in the city, so everything looked so pretty. Everything looked so beautiful. And she loved it. And it broke my heart because I really was like, I'm really pushing Hampton University. But I don't know about that one now. Well, she probably doesn't want to be far from home, too. Yeah, that well, that is it, too. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. She got the Ferrari here. I wouldn't know about all that. But, yeah, she really loved the school. So, it's, <laughs> you know, it's it's fun. And I was, I was thinking, right, we're on the campus and I see, you know, it was a, it's a park by NYU, and I see all the, all the students out there. Washington Square Park is called. That's what it's called? I don't know what park it was. But I see, like, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm watching, like, the guys on one side, the girls on one side, and I'm like, damn, they, they look so awkward. Like, dude, how does a guy kick it to a girl in this day and age? I was thinking that, but I'm like, like for my son, like... On, online. Uh, online. Uh, that's, DM them, that's all. That's weird. Like, they don't, Why is that weird? No face-to-face interaction anymore? It's not weird. you just old. But I do agree that we need more than face-to-face interaction, but there's other ways for people to communicate. Just nowadays. go, DM, I see you in the street, and hey, I seen you earlier in Washington Park. No, why don't you talk to me? Why don't you, uh, well, no. funny you say that. Yeah, Brian Graves is coming this morning, and his book is called Face-to-Face. That's what I'm yeah, talking it's human about. human connection. It's, it's, it's no stupider than back in the day when we just walk up to a random person with a note that said, will you go with me? Yes, <laughs> no, maybe. I don't even know you. But at least I've seen your face. So? Or the nice anonymous notes you would get where people would be like, hey, you don't know me, but I'm a secret admirer. I mean, Maybe guys don't go up to that. girls anymore and be like, hey, beautiful, do you have a second to talk? They don't do that anymore? No, nah, they DM them. <laughs> what kind of issue is this? They, they DM them that. That's what they do. Hey, beautiful, I seen you earlier. I, 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 I stalked you to find you, and I want to know. No, that's whack, ain't it? I think it's very whack. I think that human connection is lost in this day and age. You know, people can't even look each other in the eyes and have a conversation anymore because of social media. That's crazy. Well, it's good for me and my daughters. Yeah. Okay. I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because I'm going to teach my daughters to actually like human connection and human interaction. So that means they'll never meet anybody. And uh, out in the real world. And big shout out to Angie Martinez. Her show debuted yesterday on WeTV. Yep. Yep. Untold stories of hip hop. Mm -hmm. Yo, the Bronx. Serious question. What? You can stop your period with aspirin and gelatin? I didn't know that either. I didn't know if Cardi B was talking Cardi about B that. Cardi B said she stopped her period with aspirin and gelatin. That's a bronze recipe to stop your period? Jello. 
Right, was it gelatin? She, she, she said gelatin. I don't know. Oh. That's just like... I, 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 I don't know. Drop one of the clues. I never heard of that before. That was some news to me. They got some creative things up there. No, they got some crazy things up there. As I always <laughs> say, the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And, you know, Cardi B reinforced that last night. Okay, an aspirin and a gelatin will stop your period. Why not just buy, get birth control? Uh, How much is birth control in the Bronx? <laughs> Doesn't birth control regulate your period? Yeah, but then you got to take it every single day. I think that's better than taking aspirin yeah, and gelatin. Yeah, but people forget. And then you also won't regulate it right away. So you got to wait a month. Well, and that doesn't stop your period. It just makes it come regularly. They huh. do have they do have one called seasonal that makes it come uh, not that frequently, but I don't okay. know if I All wouldn't want to get it. All that stuff doesn't sound healthy. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> All right. Well, Gelatin. Let's, let's get the show cracking. Uh, young M.A. will be joining us. Yes, she yeah, will. Yeah, she has an album out today. Yes. We'll kick it with Young M.A. And Brian Grazer will be joining us. Brian Grazer is a film producer. You uh, may not know him, but you definitely know... A movie or a TV show that he's A produced. Beautiful Mind, 8 Mile. He's got the Wu-Tang Hulu series mm-hmm. right now. American Gangster. Mm-hmm. So many. So we'll kick it with him as well. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, man. This is a terrible situation in Northern Virginia. We'll tell you what happened when these uh, schoolmates, uh, sixth graders, pinned down a classmate who is black. And we'll tell you what they did to her. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm a young CEO. Sure. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, last night in NFL, did the Eagles play? Oh, did they win or lose? Oh, I just made I know they won. Yeah, they beat the Green Bay Packers 34-27. He's hyped in the corner. No, they won, MV. They won, yes. I know they won, Eddie. They're still looking up at the mighty Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East, though. Just want to throw that out there because they're only 2-2 two and, two and what? 2-2? Two 2-2. Two two? Two. Yeah, 2-2. Two yeah, two. yeah. Cowboys are 3-0. Just want to throw that out there. What else are you talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about what happened in Northern Virginia at a Christian school, the Emmanuel Christian School, which, by the way, is an evangelical private school that explicitly bars its employees from engaging in or condoning homosexuality sexual or lesbian sexual activity and transgender identity. Well, three sixth grade boys at that school pinned down one of their classmates, Amari Allen. She's only 12 years old and she's black and she had dreads. And the three boys that pinned her down are white. She said that they told her she was ugly and that her hair was nappy and they cut her hair off. And where were the teachers? Where were the administrators? Like, how do you, how do you hold somebody down for that long in a school and there's no adults that can see what's going on? Well, really sad and really heartbreaking. She's a straight-A student. Mm. She plays the violin. She said the boys started bullying her at the beginning of the school year. They were at recess when this happened. She was about to go down a slide, and that's when one of the boys grabbed her, put a hand over her mouth. Another boy grabbed her arms, and that's when another uh, third boy cut off some of her hair. So no, no, no teachers are on the playground? No teachers maybe, they didn't see it. maybe it happened really, really quickly. And they yeah, didn't, they didn't cut off her whole head. They, I'm no, sure they, they cut, cut off portions of her hair. She didn't even tell anybody until her grandmother was doing her hair and asked her, why are parts of your hair missing? And that's when she started crying and told the whole story about what happened. Yeah, as, a dad, daddies up. as a dad, you got to go You got to go to school. You got to beat their... Yeah, I mean, you got to beat their daddies up. You, you want to beat, beat the daddies up. up. Hey. You got to curse the kids out yeah. and say, go, tell your daddies, come here right now and beat your daddy up. And then you got to uh, file some type of charges. All right. Should now, parents be held uh, liable when their kids do stuff case, like that? In that case, you can't beat up a kid, right? Or can you? But you can't, so I'm you got to beat the daddy I just up. said beat the daddy right, up, but I'm talking about held liable as far as, no. like, in a, in a civil way. No. Um, mm. yes. I think yes, you can. I'm, I believe you can, yes. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yes, you sometimes can. kids really rebel against their parents. Because if my son punches another kid and that goes to school, the parents can sue me. Absolutely. They can, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought I heard something like that before. Absolutely can. 
All right. Well, that's a heartbreaking story for a 12-year-old. That's why you can't be just cutting up people's dreads and acting like that's the right thing to do. And now your life is going to be better. Hey, forget the cutting of the dreads. That's just pure racism. Mm-hmm. When you hold, when you, when you got three white men who hold a person down and cut their dreads and call them ugly and use words like nappy, that's just pure racism. Yeah, and Logan, I have to go beat up some kids. Some, some, like, uh, Logan, you have to go stand up for your sister. Beat all right. All now up. let's talk about this whistleblower situation. Uh, Donald Trump is again doing his whole witness intimidation thing where anybody who is against him or doesn't agree with him or tries to call him out on uh, the obstruction that he does of justice. Now here's some audio of what he has said should be ha- should happen to a whistleblower. Who's the person who gave the whistleblower the information? Because that's close to a spy. You know what we used to do in the old days when we were smart, right? The spies and treasons. We used to handle it a little differently than we do now. What do you say I can hear? He said, well, you know what we used to do in the old days? With spies, uh, you're still abusing your power, Mr. President. You're still obstru- <laughs> you're still obstructing obstructing Yo, a, a potential investigation crazy. by doing things like that. There has to be like some that, type Mr. of checks and balances. You can't just do whatever you want and think everybody has to support you. <laughs> Yo, he's and crazy. Break the law, and everybody's supposed to just act like it didn't happen. And that's why I'm so happy that the Democrats have finally started to act like what he is doing is wrong. Because if they don't have checks and balances and don't act like what he's doing is wrong, then the general public will think it's okay. He's normalizing criminal behavior. From and the you president. saw the whole cancel New York Times thing that was happening yesterday? That is what fascists do. Fascists want to suppress the press. Well, no, they were upset that the New York Times actually um, revealed a lot of information about who the whistleblower is. So, because they're the only... Wait, isn't he going to testify? Yeah, that's the only newspaper so far, only media that has actually given out specific details on who the person is. So right now they're protecting the identity, but I guess the New York Times uh, revealed too much. And so now people are saying cancel New York Times. Mm-mm-mm. All right, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible night, or maybe you feel blessed. You want to spread some positivity. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? GG. Hey, get it off your chest. All right, I want to get it off my chest about this um, little girl getting beat up, held down by these three little white boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a teacher. I teach in Brooklyn. I teach black and brown children. All of my children are black and brown. I think that parents really need to be conscious of the spaces that they put their black and brown children in, mm-hmm. um, period. Um, I personally would not put my child in a majority white school at that age. Um, this country was founded on racism, rooted in racism. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the things that our children, our students, I see it with my own students, black and brown students, a lot of things that they do is it's learned behavior that they don't even understand that they're learning. Right. So these these white kids pinning down this this little girl, they don't understand that that's racism. They're only in sixth grade. They're 11, 12 years old. It's coming from the parents. The parents aren't going to do anything. <laughs> Her parents can come and beat up the father, and what is that going to solve? <laughs> 
No, I agree, I agree with you. The real, uh, the real issue is education. We need to really start educating mm-hmm. students about racism at a younger age. But they're not learning about racism. And it's hard when they're getting to us something different at home and hearing their parents say something else, and then they go to school and bring that with them. And a lot of kids don't have a choice. They might live in a district where that is their school or that's the school that they have to go to, you know? But yeah, it's but I so do, sad. I do, I, I do think if you have the means uh, and the resources, you should seek out more diverse schools. You know, for our black and brown kids to be in. But that is one of the things that definitely causes my parental paranoia is uh, knowing my daughter is one of the few black people in her school. For me, if I, I want to put my black my black or brown child in a space of white bodies, I will put them in an activity. It wouldn't be school because I feel like school is um, it's a, it's a safe place for certain people to discuss certain, certain things. And a lot of these schools don't even have an inclusive education where they Calling. Uh, why did we interview her just now? Well, she, we didn't interview her. She did most of the talking. Five-minute <laughs> Get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. My money in a grave. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? John Hey. Johnny, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. Good morning, guys. Uh, man, Charlemagne, I know you're just going to act like you can just smoothly go in there. <laughs> we just there, talked like, about this. I'm going to tell you something. I would have been on time, but it's a couple people, man. Salute to uh, a couple of a couple of homies. I don't know them, but they I call them homies, but they downstairs, and they wanted to rap, and they wanted to sing for me. And I don't know why people do that when they know we got to be on the air at 6 a.m. I'm not about to be late to listen to you rappers sing. You and know and what the mean? funny thing is, they was here yesterday, and I was like, my, my G, you know I'm late. Word you up. I can't listen to you rap. We're, you know I'm late. We go on the air at 6 a.m. And by the way, if you if you do start rapping to me, I'm not listening to you. I cause, can't. Because what's, what's more important to me is being on this radio at 6 a.m. So Right. Now I get it. Hello, who's this? Hey, Andy, what's going on? It's Cliff. Cliff, what's up, man? Get it off your chest, bro. What's going on, man? I just want to say, uh, just spread some positivity, man. I'm going to shout my wife out, my beautiful black queen. I'm expecting our daughter. You have a couple of days, man. just want to say, everybody be blessed, man, and have a good day. All right, bro. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Chandler from Columbus, Ohio. Good morning. Chandler, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Well, first off, I want to tell y'all three, Columbus is a gold mine because uh, Envy, if you had one of them seminars, everybody would go. Uh, 
um, Charlemagne, everybody would come to your book signing, and uh, Angela Yee, everybody would come to your lip service. But anyways, you'll need to give uh, Chris Brown donkey of the day because this fool performed in in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, my dude said he got real drunk out of his mind. He had a show in Columbus. He canceled 15 minutes before the show started. Then posted a picture on Instagram where it looked like he was cracked out like Bobby Brown and then performed the next day. I thought he Chicago. said he had the flu. He was, he sick. was sick. He had the flu. He had to give his uh, yeah, voice yeah. Some, some time to... Yeah. He ain't had no damn flu. My man Uber, his uh, assistant, and he said he got real tore up until like 6 in the morning. They performed forever. He canceled 15 minutes before the show started. So people was crying. People took the day off. But he need to get donkey today because he was trolling. He ain't had no damn flu. Cause he How you know he ain't got no flu? Night. You ain't his doctor, man. The man said he was sick. He man. said he gonna do a makeup day, bro. And I know some groupies that was in the, uh, chilling with him, man. They said nothing. You got all the inside information. <laughs> get the hell out of here. Man, I know, I know everybody in Columbus, I'm telling you. And let me ask you a question. Why are you the Columbus version of 6ix9ine, bro? You just out here, you just hey, out here man, telling man, on no, everybody. Nope. Don't be trying to get me stabbed out here, man. You doing a perfectly good job of that yourself, just out here telling on people. You only tell on out-of-towners? Oh, I don't, tell, I don't oh, snitch yeah, on nobody from sure. Columbus, though. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Goodbye, Chandelier. All right, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vet, you can hit us up at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, we are going to talk about uh, these concerts. Lil Wayne, since we just talked about Chris Brown canceling, uh, he has to pay after failing to respond to a concert lawsuit. We'll tell you how much he has to pay. Also, new music out today. We'll tell you what you can be looking for. You already know Young Amaze albums in stores. Who else has an album out today? All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee Rumor has it. on the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Man, black youngster has gotten arrested in Houston. They say that he was carrying prohibited ammo when they pulled over a car. He was just a passenger in a car, so that doesn't mean that it was his, but he was with three other people. They were driving around in a GMC Yukon, and cops pulled him over for running a red light, quote-unquote running a red light. They said they smelled marijuana, so they searched the car, and that's when they found three pistols and weed. So he's being charged now with felony possession of a prohibited weapon, specifically armor-piercing ammunition. And another passenger was charged with unlawfully carrying a weapon. The two other people in the vehicle were not charged. I wonder why. I wonder why the two other people in the vehicle weren't charged. I don't know. Because I, I would assume that the two other people in the vehicle should be the ones that, you know, say that the weapons are theirs because black youngsters the money maker, right? Well, it could be women that they just met. It could be some, you know, you don't know oh, the situation. Oh, that's true, too. Right. right, we have no idea who these other people are. I don't know why I was just are. thinking it was guys. A bunch of guys riding around in the car. <laughs> Absolutely right. All right, Little Wayne has to pay $150,000 after not responding to a concert lawsuit. Now, apparently, of course, that's for a breach of contract and fraud. So the judge did rule in favor of the promoter. And now he has to pay, pay up, pay up. That's what happens when you don't go to court and you're getting sued. Now let's talk about 6 ix ex-manager, Shadi. He has admitted to shooting five people in one night, and that audio was leaked of him talking about it. He that talked about that on the phone? Yeah, well, that transcript wasn't released. Now, remember we told you about Jorge Rivera, the driver? Yes. yes. Well, the driver's the one who captured the recording, and uh, that's where Shadi was bragging that he was the top dog now that he did Mel Murder's dirty work for him. He said, oh, I earned my stripes. And there's other leaked recordings where you can hear members of the gang saying that you can either be a shooter or a dealer in Nine Trey. You can't be both, so... That's some of what was on those tapes. We told you that the driver had been arrested by ICE, and that's when he became an informant. 
Sheesh. My goodness. Yeah. All right. People, now, listen, that's one person that we hope and I send back the way they came from. <laughs> people in the street just like, please send him back. Jennifer Sheesh. Lopez and Shakira, it's been announced they will be co-headlining Super Bowl halftime. That'd be dope, right? For them to be doing A lot that. of shaking. Yeah, Miami. A lot of shaking on that stage. I'd love to see Luke, though. Oh, and that's Miami, too? Yeah, that's Miami. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Luke. Maybe get Luke to get Luke. Don't stop. Pop that. Let me see you. Uh, at the brand. Super Bowl halftime. Why not? I don't see a version. problem with that. I would love that, but I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen. At all. God damn it. I don't know if y'all realize how conservative. What? <laughs> you never rocked to that song? Of course, but I'm saying, do you know how conservative J-Lo and Shakira are not conservative. They're going to come out there in some short stuff, and they're going to be twerking just like any of them old Luke dancers used to do. Exactly. You might as well let Luke come out and do Scarred one time for the coach. I love that. Don't stop. Pop that. I'm with that. Now, now, is this one of the halftime shows that Rock Nation is curating? I'm not sure about that. If you're going to have J-Lo and Shakira out there shaking their ass, you might as well have Uncle Luke come out there and do his thing and and provide the soundtrack, goddammit. I'm just saying. All right, now let's talk new music. The Baby, his album, Kirk, is out today. So congratulations to him. He has some great features on there as well. You know. Mm-hmm. for the baby. Nicki Minaj is on the album. Okay. Chance the Rapper, Gucci, mm-hmm. YK Osiris, Kevin Gates is on there, and Kevin Gates has an album out today too. Uh, Lil Baby, Moneybag Yo, Stunna for Vegas, um, The Migos, all of them on that album. I believe we have, yes, we do have a snippet. Here's Gospel featuring Chance, Gucci, and YK Osiris. This year I lost some gospel I lost my daddy the same week that they lost Nipsey Ain't got no love left in my heart, my shit be empty I'm ready to fire on all my eyes, let them tempt me And the day I die, I feel the time going down the history It's a no-go, I don't And everybody wondering why he come round and don't say nothing Cause he be so long, he be so long, I keep on Sounds dope. Sound good. Salute to, sound dope. Salute to the baby. Drop on the clues. Bounce to the baby again. Charlotte, North Carolina all day. 704. Young, what's happening? Young May's album is out today, too, as well. Her debut album feels like she should have been had that done. Her story in the making. And I love this intro on her album, No Mercy. I don't feel like she feel me, but I'm feeling on her. She thought the sky was falling when I dropped the ceiling on her. Then she went and dropped the panties, hook your heart. I won the Grammy, don't take Molly, don't take Zanies. With this weed inside the pantry, I get hot to get by. She go low, cause she my... Shout out Reed, that's the bro. Shout out to my mom. And whoa, we ain't never home, we on the road. Ain't no letting up, ain't catching up, we on the road. Pull up in a... Young M.A. will be here this morning, right? Yes, Young M.A. is coming through this morning. Also, French Montana has new music out with Cardi B and Post Malone. He has a new song out with them. That's going to be on his third studio album, Montana. All the millions make me honey, Montana. Cardi with the hottest out the South Bronx, yeah. Make me holla for a dollar. Got my makeup on your collar. You be calling me tomorrow, yeah. And my diamonds like water. You be calling me tomorrow. Then I'm just getting shot at. Make you push a little harder, a little faster, a little deeper. Boy, I promise I'm a kid. Feels like Kevin Gates' album mm-hmm. "I'm Him" is out also, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you should make sure you uh, take a listen to that. I haven't heard that one yet, but everybody's saying great things about it, so I'm gonna make sure I listen to that today. So, Samantha's Trap Sauce is out today, and Nicki Minaj has a new song. Well, PNB Rock has a new song out that Nicki Minaj is on because you know Nicki's Fendi line is about to drop, mm-hmm. and the song is called Fendi.
impossible to get through all this new music. A lot of yeah, new music. Weekend. <laughs> I think it makes the weekend exciting. I don't, I, don't, I don't have the bandwidth in my brain. It's impossible. Uh, and for Nicki Minaj, her Fendi collection will be available on Fendi.com starting October 14th and in select boutiques starting October 16th. That's dope. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. I'm going to just pick one. I'm going to ride with the baby this weekend. Baby? i get to everything else later. All I right. already started listening to his album. I like the baby. All right. Now we got uh, front page news when we come back. Uh, yes, we are going to be talking about a breed of dog. The person who created this dog says he regrets it and calls the dog a Frankenstein monster. Wow. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now with Thursday Night Football, the Eagles beat the Packers last night. Don't know the score, but the Eagles won last night. What else are we talking about, Yeezy? Uh, don't, don't, don't speed past the fact that the Eagles are, what, 2-2 two and two now? They are in 2-2. Two and two. But they're still at the bottom of the NFC East. Looking up at my Dallas Cowboys, who are 3-0. Oh. Just want to throw that out there. The game was 34-27. Eagles won. Now what else we got, Yee? Uh, let's talk about this woman, Heather Lynn Patton. She's in California. She was caught on video, and she was leaving a CVS pharmacy in the Eagle Rock neighborhood of L.A., mm-hmm. and she is using the N word and being very disgusting. Listen to this. Yeah, she's on drugs or something. No, I'm totally, I just hate niggers. Damn. I hate niggers. It's okay, we're calling the cops on you I because you're call, disturbing everyone I would kill in a nigger, but the law Damn. says I can't kill the niggers. If the law didn't say that I couldn't kill the niggers, they'd all be dead. And that's when you just got to slap a crack ass cracker. What's well, she's problem? had two restraining orders taken out against her by her neighbors, according to her she records. She had two restraining orders taken out to her by and her neighbors. And she's also, <laughs> and she's also been fired now from her job. She's worked As on she several different been. TV shows. She's a, a wardrobe uh, designer, so she does costuming and other crew roles, according to her IMDb page. And so, yes. All that shit happened, but she should also get slapped. Well, good time. You know what I'm saying? Slap the nigga out of her. Nothing wrong with a little physical, you know, discipline every now and then, along with everything else you just said. This is a quick slap. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. In real time. It's talking about when she says that in that moment to somebody, to somebody haul off. A nigga needs to haul off and slap her. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> but I am I am glad that when the way things play out, you get caught on video, now everybody knows your name, they know who you are, you lose your job. She doubled down like she didn't care. Right. And not only that, not only did she keep saying the word, she said if the law would allow it, I would kill her N-word. Lord have mercy. You can't tell me that ain't worth a slap. If the Lord now. didn't say I could. Come on now. If, I, any, if, if you're a white I person out there. Exactly. If you're a white person out there and you don't think that that deserves a slap, you're not an ally. You should hope that that cracker, cracker gets slapped. Right. Well, she's, yeah. All right, now let's talk about McDonald's. They're testing Beyond Meat Burger plant-based uh, burgers, and they're going to be doing that nope. in 28 restaurants. I love Beyond Meat. Uh, the burger is called the PLT, Plant Lettuce and Tomato, instead of the BLT. So nope. they're saying that Beyond Meat shares exploded after that at 13%. It went up 13%. So Do they have to have that in every restaurant? I mean, it's nice to have options for people who don't eat meat. Here's the thing, though. How about don't go option. to that restaurant? It's just an option. Here's What's wrong? Why, don't, why are you against it? I'm just saying, if, if I don't I'm like tacos, so I don't go to Taco Bell. I, but they want business. It's about making money. If you thing, want that though. business, you'll provide what customers want. When it comes to those fast food restaurants, we didn't know what the meat was before. We didn't know it wasn't real beef before. So what the hell is it now? <laughs> it's P-isolate protein. I don't even know what that is. 
But I will say this. I was so grateful. I was in the airport one day. I went to Friday's, and Friday's actually has Beyond Burgers, and I was really excited. I've never normally eat there. a little different than McDonald's, Man, I'm telling you, all them people just doing this because it's making us feel good and because it's profitable right now. It's, it's probably yeah, that's the, the point. It's probably the same old meat that it's it been. It's probably been. It's the same old mystery meat. Now they just got a good name for it. Beyond Meat. Well, people just, that don't eat. Uh, live animals, this is a great option for them. Who eats live animals? I would never just bite into a live animal. I'd cook it for Animals that were alive. You <laughs> had a live animal? No. I would never These, eat at least a live this animal. isn't meat. This isn't real animal meat. This is something else, okay? We this got is you. vegetarian. And if you're a vegetarian and you have your reasons for not eating meat, why not let them have those options? Especially these restaurants will make money off of it. So, nothing wrong with that. Also, why tease I'm thankful yourself? for it. Why tease yourself if you're a vegetarian, right? Like why even play? Why even eat the fake meat? Well, you want burger, but you just want to be healthy. Stick with Stick to your plants. <laughs> it is a plant. It's a plant burger. It's a plant-based it burger. Yes. No such thing. You show me a cow that grows out of the ground, and then we can. Just talk. like people make is burgers. Is there any cows on the vine? People make burgers Not out of black beans. You never had a black bean burger? I have. Those are good. All right. So why don't you have a problem with they that? Just stop calling it a burger. Though. Call it a black bean patty. <laughs> no, for real. Like why we, do you care? Because words matter. Plant, plant patty. Stop calling it a burger. When so I think you have burger, I plant think beef. So, plant, plant so patty what about is fine. a turkey burger? Should, they should call that something else too. Yes, call it a turkey patty. Or a chicken burger. Call things a patty. Chicken patty. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. When you think burger, you think beef, right? I do. Yeah. I don't. Man. I think turkey burger normally because I haven't had beef in 26 years. Well, you. Well, they don't have that at McDonald's. They don't have a turkey burger at McDonald's. No, but that's what I think of. How no. McDonald's never had a turkey burger for Thanksgiving? Wouldn't that be so such simple marketing? You could get a chicken sandwich. That's probably why. You can get turkey. You can get a McRib. That's about it. Oh, okay. All right. But anyway, when we I'm come back, we. Brian Grazer will be joining us. Now, if you don't know who Brian Grazer is, he's produced some of the films that you probably love, like American Gangster, yep. 8 Mile, yep. Empire, Beautiful yep. Mind, Splash. Yep. And we'll talk to him when we come back. All right? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Brian Grazer. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Brian got a lot of accolades. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York Times bestselling author. Correct. Uh, Oscar winning producer. Okay. Golden Globes, Emmy, Grammy nice. Awards. Nice. Uh, his films, uh, along with Ron Howard, Imagine Entertainment. I think y'all grossed like thirteen billion dollars in movies Ooh, or sure. something like that. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Give or take a billion, right? That's like yeah, give or take. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got a new book out now called Face to Face: The Art of Human Connection. All that, and you want to come on this show? Exactly. <laughs> and why write? <laughs> and why write books? Why? <laughs> um, you really want an answer? Yes. Yes. Oh. The, um, I, I didn't, didn't really intend on writing a book, but I did a previous book. It was called A Curious Mind, and that was because for 40 years I've decided since college that I would try to disrupt my comfort zone every week by trying to understand another business other than my business. Mm-hmm. And so I've met thousands of people, Nobel laureates, Michael Jackson, Edward Teller, the father of hydrogen bomb, endless amounts of people. But I, and they would share their insights. And I would get into these one-on-one conversations, which I put high value on. To the mm-hmm. point I thought, I'd rather have one of these conversations with somebody that was meaningful and have another hit movie. And then somebody said, don't ever say that out loud. <laughs> um, but then I had this epiphany, and I realized that none of the people that I'd met over the 40 years would have really connected with me or, or, and shared their heart and me theirs if we didn't actually look at each other. Yeah. That that was this sort of central bridge. It was like to human connection. It was kind of the Wi-Fi of human connection. Yeah. And... Hi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Hi-Fi. Hi-Fi. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's why I'm on your show. <laughs> yes. So so that's what it is. So I basically thought it, I wanted to share this with other people and share the technique so that mm -hmm. other people can do it. Truthfully, because I was like an F student in elementary school for quite a while because I was dyslexic. And if I can do it, anyone can do this. You were dyslexic. Honestly. How did, how did you overcome your... Dyslexia? I started to say dyslexicness, which sounded dyslexic. <laughs> How did you overcome that? Um, I didn't, you know, up until up until the fifth grade. Then I could, I remember pretty vividly, I could read one word. And then I was able to spell. And it just sort of gradually happened. Mm -hmm. It was, it was almost like kids, I met this kid in uh, Buenos Aires who was Venezuelan, who spoke perfect English. He was 22 years old. And he learned it through video games. Wow. So I probably learned to read and spell through human connection by yeah. talking to people. How did I you get into television? How, what was your love for television? What made you jump into that? Basically what happened is I, I was a writer. So those movies for TV that I was referencing, those were my creations. And because I had no money and somebody said, since you have no money, you got to have something. So I'd write my ideas. And as rudimentary as they were... They were a conceptual, and, and that was valuable. And then I wrote The Mermaid, This my, I, I wrote the movie called Splash about a man. Classic! Yes. That's a classic, classic. movie. Classic. Daryl Hannah. Tom Hanks, <laughs> one of the, the greatest actor of all time, if you ask me. Wow, thank you. I think so. Good, Not thanks. To, Tom, to me, Tom Hanks was. I love, I love Splash. Yeah. I watch Splash to this day. Wow. To this day. <laughs> Charlamagne really came alive. No, that. I love Splash. <laughs> Splash. Splash. Splash is Splash. great, man. Uh, thank you. But yeah, he, likes, he likes that Splash. I would love to see a sequel to Splash. Like, I want to see him underwater living with her. Because that's what happened at the end, right? He became yes. a merman. He became her, yeah. A yeah. merman. A yeah. merman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. A lot of people, I, I was turned down hundreds of times on this mermaid movie. I can see why. Yeah. And they go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see why. So when you it see just it, seems stupid. Yeah. The yeah. concept is like, yeah. But the movie is great. But, but, but the movie is great. Well, because I kind of knew what the internal heartbeat of what the movie was. It was a love a story. love story. It was, a guy, it was about a guy that... Has a lot of things. He has a, owns a produce store. He's got. He's not like a loser. He's got good shit, but he can't have love. And so I thought that disability would be really interesting. Was of course, that your personal life? Or, or it was I, my personal. Life. Was it really? It was. You fell in love it's with a mermaid. It's a great story because yeah. like, it was. My, it's basically it was, like it was my personal. It's basically life. like it was. It's love out there for everybody, even if it's deep, deep, deep under the water. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I figured that it was your love life, or you was high one day. It was like this would be a great. There's idea. a movie like that that just came out that won all the. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, with uh, uh, Guillermo the del Toro. Shape of Water. I hated that. Yes. It was garbage. You, I enjoyed <laughs> that good. movie. It was, no, it wasn't. It was not good. There was no splash. Exactly. No splash. <laughs> it wasn't a splash. And I really feel like somebody saw Splash and, and that it's was the inspiration for that movie. <laughs> Thank you. A little more violent. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Um, but I'm glad that you like I like Splash. <laughs> so basically, it was my story. You're right. And then I thought, how can I make her even more unattainable and at the same time give a woman more power and mystique Make her a mermaid, and that put her into it. That put the movie into another genre, elevated to another genre. So it was like a, a fantasy along with a romantic. Comedy. So when your boss, when your boss at the time, right, or whoever yeah, had to that approve guy. that, when they, when you went to say, this nobody approved that. This one. is my concept. <laughs> what did they say back to you? Oh, on the splash movie. Yes, they mostly go, "That's a stupid <laughs> idea." <laughs> that's, that's just. They don't go a mermaid. There's no such thing as a mermaid, and I'd go, "I I understand that." 
You know, and then one then once I made one movie and gave me some credibility called Night Shift, mm -hmm. it was still hard to make the Mermaid movie, and I had one company, Warner Brothers, that said they'd do it if I didn't let him, the Tom Hanks, go underwater and be with the woman. I go, but that's the whole point of the movie. I'd rather again be, like, on the street with nothing than do it and have defeat the whole purpose of yes. the movie. For mm -hmm. Isn't the worst part about pitching ideas when you got to sit down and talk to a bunch of non-creatives? Yes. It's really, really hard. It's like you're trying to hit, you're hitting a wall all the time. Yeah. And they're talking about finances and how much they can make. They always talk, yeah, they try to bring an economic model to everything. Mm -hmm. And we all know that doesn't work in life because art forms don't work that way. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but they always do that. So what I do on pitches now, what I've learned uh, after Splash is that once, when people are dinging you out for the story, they mm -hmm. go, we're not, that story's stupid. Then I go right to the theme. And if people, and you pick themes, like in the case of Splash, it's a love story. So I go, do you mean you don't root for love or parenthood or empire? I'd go, yeah, I understand there. These are the characters, but you have to root for family. If you don't root for flame, family and then people don't want to look at themselves in the mirror like that. So they go, yeah, of course I root for family. And then they often will go, yes. Was Empire a tough sell back then only because there wasn't a lot of black representation on TV at the time? Yeah, it was a very, very, very tough sell for mm -hmm. network television. They were so disgraceful about it. You know, like, um, you know, like shaming and stuff like that. Really? What were they shaming? Hip hop? They were shaming. Blackness? What was it? I don't know. Just like, I don't even want to, shouldn't say, but it was, it was just like, this is a terrible idea, 90%, 95% black movie, black TV series on network television. You know, don't you watch television? Don't you understand? There's no <laughs> Negroes on TV, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 90s. <laughs> Fortunately, there are now. Yeah, now it is. But yeah. Because no, Empire. But it was hard because Empire. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It op it. The thing that, yes, I think we all liked that it. it opened the aperture for that mm -hmm. possibility. Absolutely. So, um, but I think <sighs> if you if you find, uh, you go. Please. If you find a theme that that is irrefutable, mm -hmm. right. then they then it sort of helps. All right, we got more with Brian Grazer. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Brian Grazer. Now you might not know his name, but he produced flicks and movies like Eight Mile, American Gangster, Empire, and more. Yee. Like, you did 8 Mile, and you tell a great yeah. story about sitting down with Eminem. Yeah. That felt awkward, because I was picturing it as I was reading what that scenario was like for you to even... Why was it awkward? ...have that meeting. Because, I, I again, you know, like, we're having fun talking and stuff, and I feel like I try really hard to have human connection. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what... The, and I tried all of these techniques to communicate with him and have him look at me, but he just kept looking straight out the window while I was over here. And I, Jimmy Iovine was over there looking at me like, yeah, you know, like that. <laughs> and I, I literally tried it all. And then after about 20 minutes, which felt like two hours at least, he just goes, I'm out. And I just was unable to connect in a way that made him feel safe or, or interested or trusting. And then as he, I said, you can't go <laughs> like that. <laughs> And so he put his hand on the door to leave, and I just, in desperation, just you tackled said, him. No, I couldn't. I didn't tackle him because he's no, I didn't tackle him. <laughs> but as he, in desperation, I just said, "You can animate, can't you?" 
And I, I said, you can animate. <laughs> you can animate. What? Well, I guess. Can you draw? Can you do cartoons? <laughs> what does that mean? Like physically. Well, here's the thing. What made me really want to meet him was I saw he was uh, he was he was at the he was at the VMAs and he was on screen for a short minute on screen in this in uh, his seat and something he had this really icy urban glare going on that felt felt really <laughs> what is an urban glare, glare Brian it's what just like I can't do it it's just show me I need to see what an urban glare. Urban <laughs> <laughs> glare. Well, because I knew that a little bit. Of, a domestic terrorist. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're the only one that's busted me, and it's a legit bust on that, right? Yeah. Why urban? Um, Just say glare. I'm gonna give glare. Yeah, get rid of the urban. Yeah, get rid yeah. of the urban. You know, Icy glare. I'm having to learn stuff on the show. It's fine. <laughs> Jeez, that's embarrassing. But it's true. Uh-huh. Okay. He had an icy glare. I had a glare. Okay. On TV. Gotcha. And then somebody made him laugh, and he really did animate. He had this, what you look for in actors. Was it an urban laugh? Like a ha 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 he animated mm-hmm. his face became fluid you know and mm-hmm. like Tom Hanks your favorite actor mm-hmm. He's the um, best. there's a thing that you look for in actors and so he had that quality that's why I wanted to meet him so I I guess I just it was desperate it was 20 minutes in he was gonna leave I just said that word it was irrelevant and he stopped though and then he stopped he came back sat down I better just charge into this thing yeah. sat down and he told his story I said what's your story and he and he launched into his story, and that really became what be- became Eight Mile. It became the architecture mm. for the movie Eight Mile. And this this guy won an Oscar, mm-hmm. first hip hop artist to ever win an Oscar. Well, it was for music. I know, but still, I, 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 I that was a great movie too. By hey, the way, Eight Mile is good. It's actually better now. <laughs> good. I didn't really care for it in theaters. It's turning, it's turning good now. No, no. I didn't really care for it in theaters, but when I go back yeah. and watch it on reruns, it was actually oh, yes. a very you good get movie. I actually wrote a whole chapter in my first book based off Eminem. I call it Live Your Truth, and it's the Eminem and 8 Mile Theory. Mm-hmm. And it's wow. Live Your Truth so nobody will use your truth against you. So you know at the end when he's going to That's against, the whole point of the movie. Yes. Yeah, I have to read your chapter. That sounds yeah. like the thesis of that. Now, yeah. have you ever but had yeah. a face-to-face con- uh, connection with somebody and decided that person was <clears throat> not a good person just from your sit-down? Wow, that's a really good question. Yes, I have. Because at this point, you know, I, I do use eye contact to make snap decisions, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of casting you make mistakes act- like that. What? You can make mistakes like that. You can, but if you're dealing with high volume, you have to feel people's energy. And mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like, Somebody's energy is not going to be a good outcome for Brian. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, I agree with that with the energy part. But have you read Malcolm Gladwell's Talking to Strangers? Yes. He, he he's a about- really good friend of mine. He introduced me to Gucci. He goes, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna." He's a great friend. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years. He he goes. Uh, we made yes. that connection, by the way. What? We made the connection between Malcolm and Gucci, because Gucci Did spoke you? about how yeah. he read Malcolm's books in jail. And then, like, yes, that's I true. think Malcolm tweeted him or something, and then yes. they ended up having a sit down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But you asked me a question, I should stay on point. Oh, no, in Talking to Strangers, Malcolm talks about how we make yes. mistakes because yes, we, we make try, mistakes, you know, yes. 
we think, like you said, Eminem wasn't looking at you yeah. eye to eye. Yeah. But that don't mean that he's not a trustworthy person yeah. or somebody that well, would be And you say that too. People yeah, but I would, I would not have ever made the judge. Yes, 100% correct. Okay. I would have never, I would never say, oh, he wasn't trustworthy. I'd just say he wasn't interested. Right. right. I mean, that's the only thing I could guess. But going to your question, there are people that I've met that I felt like just might not be a good person. Right. Your intuition mm-hmm. and energy was like, this is not. Yeah, that they, they're not embracing humanity at all. I. Certain people are like technocrats, so they want to move technology as fast as they can. They want to move sometimes AI as fast as they can mm-hmm. to the expense of the human species. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a broad statement, and there are some caveats, of course, that could inform that. But uh, I I care about people that care about people. Right, because you're also in a business where there are some really disgusting people. Yes. There's and- one, you know, that is sentenced that I didn't know that had this problem, but I just... Never wanted to work with that person because I just energe- Harvey Weinstein could be Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. You said he's sentenced, charged or sentenced. I don't know what he's charged or sentenced, quite frankly. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but you, you were right about it. But I should. Well, I just the energy. I I just never wanted to be in that al- in alignment. With Why him. are you protecting him? Say his name. I guess it's Harvey. Weinstein. Yeah, don't protect them, Brian. Protect. I just don't want to be some. If you feel you like felt that, the energy. You feel no, like that's good. That. Yeah. Okay. And there's enough yeah. people that. Have- I mean, I, I would say this: that when I went up to win an, I went up to, I stood up to receive an Oscar for Apollo 13 and didn't get it. And Harvey Weinstein, which is a bummer, at the end of the night he goes, "If you're with me, you win an Oscar." Now I was able to win an Oscar two years later on A Beautiful Mind, mm-hmm. but I just great movie. Yes. Thank you. Russell Crowe, baby. Yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe. He's good. He's good. That is really good. Great movie. Denzel's really good. That was a great movie. Denzel yeah. and Russell Crowe, two of the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes you do meet people. Often I meet people people that uh, energy is out of alignment with mine. We're still kicking it with Brian Grazer. When we come back, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Brian Grazer. Now, you might not know his name, but he produced flicks and movies like 8 Mile, American Gangster, Empire, and more. Now, Yee. Uh, so, are you a big hip-hop fan? I am. I am a big fan. I don't... I'm not... Uh, yes, I'm a big hip-hop fan. I don't think I'm an expert. Who about, do you love? Well, I started off meeting Old Dirty Bastard <laughs> uh, 25 years ago. Where'd you meet him? I was taking a taxi cab to Midtown, and in the cab, because they didn't have Uber cars, I'm in the cab, the guy's got the radio on real loud, it's a shock jock guy, he's interviewing someone named Old Dirty Bastard. (laughs) But that's 25 years ago when nobody wants to be called Old Dirty Bastard, except (laughs) this one guy in the radio. This was kind of like my first early kind of (laughs) taste of that kind of thing. So I thought- The urban thing? (laughs) <laughs> <You're being there. laughs> so then I thought I'm gonna <laughs> kill me. So anyway, so so I thought I'm gonna go meet. The, I'm gonna find this old dirty bastard. <laughs> I'm gonna find old dirty. I'm bastard. gonna find okay. old dirty bastard. And because I'm I'm resourceful, you know, I, mean, I found I found Jonas Salk. He took three years to meet me. Yeah, but that's the big deal. Has been calling around saying, "Can you find me old dirty bastard?" <laughs> well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I end up finding him. Bottom line is, he says I can come to his. A studio, his studio. Meet you in my studio. Oh boy! But but there wasn't really a studio. Like basically, it was like he was on a sidewalk. Maybe it was a studio. I'd be. I'd be that guy that could be a liar if I said I'm sure it was a studio because he wouldn't let me in to the thing that he was supposed to be in front of. Yeah. Right. But there was a you know whole whiskey down all the way. To, 
you know, bottle. He's all over the place. And I'm uh-huh. thinking, wow, this guy is fascinating. To make the story honest and complete, I would go, I was also friends with the editor of the, the actual editor of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And I told him about this meeting that I had with this guy, <laughs> old dirty old bastard. bastard huh? So he, I said something about it. And he said, well, I think he said, I feel like that's an inferior subculture that will go away. Whoa. Kim, who is that? I'm not going to say his name because he, he's a nice guy. He's just wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then that set me on the, I thought, I'm going to prove this wrong. So I met Chuck D and then I went off and I met Slick Rick and I thought, wow, there's a lot of range in all of this too. Hip hop is actually not just a subculture and in fact, it's a fair subculture. It's the actual culture itself. Right. And this guy doesn't get it and I'm just a young guy learning it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started to sort of build this equation, which later became 8 Mile. But I have to, you know, give lots tremendous thanks. And Eminem was not only just the subject of it, he was the solution to it. Gotcha. And then that Let's became not give whole... all the credit to the white guy. <laughs> I don't like okay. that. How about, is Jay-Z, we like Jay-Z? Absolutely. Okay. I did Absolutely. Made in America with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't I met ODB and all that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought to do the Made in America thing with Jay-Z. And I wouldn't have thought to do an album on American Gangster, American Gangster right? after the whole thing was locked and done. This is a great story about Jay-Z. Very quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't Jay- have to be quick. Oh. Okay. So Jay-Z says, can I do, you know, we caught up with it late that I was doing American Gangster. And so he said, let me do the soundtrack. I go, actually, we've already done the entire soundtrack. It's been scored and done. Locked. He says, that's not possible. It's not possible. And I said, well, it is. And so we can't do it. He goes, I will do an additional, an additional album <laughs> for uh, American Gangster. Because I feel... A, an understanding or kinship with Frank Luke. And I said, okay, but we have no time. You, so, so you're on your own, basically. Mm-hmm. He wrote all the lyrics, did everything, and completed an album with, I think, 12 tracks in three weeks. Really? Honestly. I hated that album when it first came out, but not because of the music. Okay. I hated it because Jay had retired. And oh, he, and, wow. And then he came out with Kingdom Come, which yes. I thought was a great album because he was like, telling us where he was at in his life then. And I felt like he was using American Gangster to still rap about, to, to go uh, back to rap about life. the drug game. Yeah. God, you are so smart to no, be not. around you. No, no, but I mean, that's a, I, I You're lying. of course, See, wouldn't have known. Like that was a kind of a lie. Oh, that was kind of a lie. Oh, I don't know. But anyway, so that's, so those things happen. And you're doing Gucci Mane's movie. I'm doing Gucci Mane's movie, yes. Mm-hmm. You kind of changed the trajectory of Eddie Murphy, too. Because Nutty Professor was like yeah. a turn from all of the raunchy, yeah, wild shit he was doing. Eddie wasn't used to audition. Well, what happened is I met Eddie Murphy through a friend of mine, Michael Keaton. I got to go see <laughs> Raw, mm-hmm. and then and then Michael Keaton says to me, Eddie Murphy said, "Hey, I can come to the green room." So I got to go to the green room to see Eddie Murphy, and I looked at him, and I did have a, like a human connection. Mm-hmm. And then he was getting, he was going through a very low period. He was going through a low period in his career. And felt kind of boxed in at Paramount, which he was. And he liked and trusted me. And so then we did Boomerang together. Mm-hmm. which was Classic! Like, yes. <laughs> and that was a hit, but not like the Nutty Professor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when Eddie and I pitched the Nutty, where I had to pitch the, I not had to, but I pitched the Nutty Professor, chairman of the studio. They said, well, Eddie's, you know, kind of not hot enough. Da, da, da. Really? Said, Can wow. You, if he's going to play five characters, is there any other way? That's going to be very expensive, they said to me. I said, it is, but he is so gifted, he can do this. They said, well, you have to do, he has to, tell him he has to do a screen test. 
which of course Eddie Murphy has never done. A they made him audition. They made him audition, but they had him made him audition in these multiple characters. So Rick Baker, Oscar-winning makeup artist, actually adhered the, all the prosthetics, and Eddie went through two weeks of doing all that for a screen test, and that was good enough. And they signed off and said, "Okay." How did you talk? Start. How did you talk him into auditioning? He really wanted it. He'd never done it, and I think Eddie loves new challenges. Gotcha. And he's brilliant. I don't know if you guys know this, but he is a brilliant uh, classical pianist. Really? Oh my God! He could go to a piano. He plays beautiful. I learned it when I slept at one of his houses in um, not Bubble Hill, but in Sacramento, mm-hmm. and we were bored. And he went to the piano. He just started playing the piano. Started playing the piano. I wow! Was like, holy shit! Yeah, Eddie Murphy's also a singer, right? Yeah, he is a singer. Party, party all the time. Party, all the time. Boogie in your butt. Boogie in the butt. Boogie in the butt. Classic. Yeah. Never heard boogie in the butt. I never heard boogie in the butt. Never heard boogie in the butt. How's it go? It goes um. Oh, put man. a limousine in your butt. No, put a magazine in your butt. You never heard wow, that. Wow, I love that. I, I love that you guys. No, I never heard it. I've heard the title. Boogie in the butt, but I I never heard it. I'm Classic. Gonna... Gets the party started, Brian. Right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> really, really gets the party started. You know what I love about that story? The fact that you said Eddie was down. Yep. Yeah. Because a lot of executives in Hollywood turn their backs on people when they're not doing yeah, well. They do do that. Yeah. But well, doesn't, don't you think everybody has a down period? Yes. At some point. That's the crazy thing of Hollywood. My life is you have to have humility mm-hmm. because, because first of all, it's the right thing to do, but you need to be forgiven because. Success is not a straight-up trajectory. Right. Brian, we yeah. appreciate you for joining us. Yes, face-to-face, the art of human connection. Thank you so much. Face-to-face, Brian When is Grazer. this out? Out down today, okay. this week. Mm-hmm. Any movies you working on? Anything that we need um, to do? I'm doing Lin-Manuel Miranda's directorial debut. <laughs> wow. That begins January this year. Nice. Um, it's called Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, it's a really great... I think it should be a really great movie. And then I just finished Hillbilly Elegy that Ron Howard directed. I do another Friday Night Lights movie... Friday Night Lights in Del Rio, Texas. A Is it a town. reboot? It's called, for, I guess it would be a reboot, yeah. Yeah. Because I just love Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Doing a movie with Kevin, a TV series with Kevin Durant called right. Swagger. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of, it's about AAU basketball. It's like Friday Night Lights built out of like AAU basketball. Which is crazy. AAU basketball is ridiculous. I didn't realize what it was. Until oh, it's crazy. Parents go a lot crazy of urban glares. Yeah, a lot, a lot of urban glares. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of urban glares. Play as the parents. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> I think I'm... Uh, thank you for having me. Yes. Well, thank, thank you so much. much. And make <laughs> sure you watch Wu-Tang and American Saga also. That's oh, right. yeah. Check yeah. out Wu-Tang American Saga Classic. on Hulu, please. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Brian Gray. Thank you very much. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, congratulations to Little Kim. She's getting the 2019 I Am Hip Hop Award at the BET Hip Hop Awards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very deserving. Now she y'all is definitely hip hop. She does have an album coming out. It's called Nine. They haven't given us a relief date yet, but she's been putting out songs. And she just put out a new single. It's called Found You featuring OT Genesis and City Girls. Fresh, we the best breathing. Jet leaving, I just flew into the next season. 
More new music for y'all today. All right, Lil' Kim. All right. So congratulations to Lil' Kim for getting her I Am Hip Hop Award. Well deserved. Yep. Now, Eddie Murphy has expressed some remorse. He talked to the New York Times, and, you know, he's doing his comeback. He's going to be doing his first comedy special for Netflix since he did Raw back in 1987. Think about it. That's over 30 years ago. He said uh, he was dealing with a heartbreak at the time that he did Raw, and he said that he does cringe at his old material. He said, I was a young guy processing a broken heart, you know, kind of an a-hole. And he also says that he remembers being picketed due to the homophobic material in his specials. He now says that is ignorant. And he says there's no anxiety, though, about returning to the stage in 2019. He said, I now have a whole lifetime of experiences to draw upon. There was a time when I was at the center of everything, what I was doing and how funny I was and how popular. I'm not at the center. Now my kids are and everything revolves around them. He has eight kids. Didn't I tell y'all this was going to happen? Eddie Murphy is very smart because he's getting ahead of it because he knows this generation is so stupid that they would absolutely dig up his old material as soon as he starts putting out new movies and doing SNL and trying to paint him as something that he hasn't, that he's clearly not anymore. It was well, 30 years ago. It's not too hard to dig like, up Jesus raw Christ. or delirious or any of his old things, but yes, yeah, so he's going to be doing his new stand-up. As if people don't grow and people don't evolve, you're going to hold Eddie Murphy accountable for something he said 30 years ago on a comedy stage? Or maybe he really does feel like at that, now he's, that he's no, fatty, he's I'm smart sure he does Because he knows like that they're going to come for him, so he you might as well it. get ahead of it. I told y'all this already. I told y'all this two weeks ago. All right, now Soldier Boy has gained 50 pounds since he cut out lean and alcohol. So what is he, what, like 155 now? Uh, All right, soldier gonna want your fade when he see you. Next he was time. at a hundred. He was a hundred and thirty pounds at the beginning of his sentence, and he has since gained fifty pounds. Okay, so one eighty ish. You know what? He's saving money too because he was uh, using so many drugs and lean that mm-hmm. he was spending between five hundred to eight hundred dollars a day on lean alone. So since then, he's also stayed off of social media. If you guys have noticed, he hasn't tweeted or put anything on Instagram since coming home from jail. That's good. It seems like he's healing. Yeah, three months, and there you go. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Shalabay! Yes, sir. What are you giving that donkey to? Hey, four after the hour, let's talk some good old-fashioned racism. Oh, Why boy. don't we? Oh, we need Heather Pratt to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with her. Oh. We like to have a word with her. All right. All right. All right. Well, she might infuriate a few niggers out there, but we're going to get through it. We're going to heal together. Now, how many niggers can we say back-to-back? I'm just curious. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but it's, hold on now. No, no, no. Y'all told me it was two per break. Two. So that was two. Okay, so next break. Next break. So I'll ration out my ni- <laughs> so I'll ration out my N words next break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dog of the day's next is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Donkey of the day. Donkeys of the day, ask I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but donkey of the day is a new one. Yes. Donkey of the day for Friday, September 27th goes to Heather Patton. Now, do you know who Heather Patton is? Yes. Heather Patton is a film and TV costume designer. Uh, everyone should know her name because she is a racist. Oh, the mayonnaise is heavy in this story, but the mayonnaise in this story... Hold on one second. Uh-oh. What you doing? You all right? Uh, you good? I'm to get my... There you go. Okay. Nah, I knew something was missing. There go my jar of helmets right here. Too much goddamn mayonnaise. Yeah, the mayonnaise is heavy in this story, but the mayonnaise in this story is spread out over a Nabisco original premium saltine cracker. All right, yep, that's exactly what Heather Patton is, a salty-ass cracker. Cracker-ass cracker! And if you are mad at me using that term, then you don't know the difference between humans who happen to be white and racist-ass, bigoted-ass, salty-ass crackers, okay? You know, if you really 
are an American who cares about equality, regardless of what your race is, you should absolutely be against the level of hate that Heather Patton displayed at a CVS pharmacy in Los Angeles on September 24th. Would you like to hear what Heather Patton had to say to some black people in CVS? Let's go to, I don't know who the news report is, but let's go to the news report. A disturbing racist rant at a CVS in Eagle Rock. A woman is captured on cell phone video, jumping up and down, repeatedly screaming the N-word into the store. She proceeds to exit the store and walk to her car while continually screaming disturbing obscenities. This man says the woman's name is Heather Patton, and she and her husband are his Eagle Rock neighbors of nine years. He says this behavior is what he and his family have been dealing with for years, which is why he says he and his mother have restraining orders against Patton and her husband. He says he and his family are from Italian descent. He tells us he's installed home security cameras after Patton vandalized his father's truck and his mother is afraid to go outside because of her erratic behavior. Well, the LAPD tells us that the incident here at the CVS occurred yesterday. It was brought to their attention today, they say, because no crime was committed. They took a hate incident report. That's a damn, that's not a crime. That's a KTLA 5, by the way. Now, let's actually hear what Heather Patton had to say. We got the actual footage, right? Our audio, right? Let's hear it. Now, listen, the FCC rules say that we can only do two N-words oh per God. hour, right? So are the N-words, so did she just use up all our supply of N-words? Okay, but it's unlimited supply of cracker-ass cracker, right? Okay. Cracker-ass cracker! Listen, I love overt racism, okay? I love to know exactly where a person stands, but just think about the logic. Don't be just distracted by the N-word flying out of that human jar of Hellman's mouth, okay? She said, if the law didn't say I couldn't kill all the N-words, they all be dead. All right, chapter three in my latest book, Shook One Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me, is called Black Annoyed. And being black annoyed is about being black and paranoid in this country called America, okay? I think anxiety and blackness go hand in hand. Black people have permanent ST, uh, PTSD that dates back to slavery, all right? It's just this lingering trauma from past experiences, whether it's slavery, Jim Crow segregation, or even in modern times, watching unarmed brothers and sisters getting killed at the hands of the police. This trauma that our people have experienced in this country just keeps getting passed down from generation to generation. And we know all the dangers of white supremacy. See, when it comes to racism in America, Black people have received the short end of the stick literally and figuratively because they definitely have gone upside our heads with some sticks. So the fear that I could possibly be killed just because I'm black is always lingering in my brain. And when I hear women like Heather Patton say, if the law didn't say I couldn't kill all the N-words, they'd all be dead. Jesus Christ. It just reinforces the black annoyer that I already have. Now, the problem I have with this America is humans who just happen to be white will be more upset at me calling Heather Patton a salty-ass, crack-ass cracker than they would be at her saying she would murder uh, black people if she could get away with it. Don't call yourself an ally if you think I'm wrong and she's right, because I'm not Michelle Obama. See, Michelle Obama says when they go low, we should go high. Charlamagne God says when they go low, we take it to the floor with them, all right? Stop thinking you have to try to be better than bigots, because you're already better than these bigots, simply because you're not yelling at them in the store, calling them racial slurs, and, you know, telling them you would kill them if you could get away with it. But you can absolutely defend your space. And getting their ass. All right? They call you an N-word, you call them a crack-ass cracker. Crack-ass cracker! That's right. And if they threaten your life, 
the way this per- person threatened these people's life, well, you know, you just make sure, depending on what state you're in, that you are always prepared to stand your ground. All right? They have laws in certain areas to protect us from threats like that, and it's hard to even get out to give out that piece of advice because, honestly, I know the laws rarely apply to black folks the way they do to white folks. But the moral of the story is the hell with them racist-ass people, all right? F them all. I don't give a damn about none of them and neither should you. But guess what? We don't have the luxury of not giving a damn about them because even though it's not legal, it might as well be because when they kill us, they usually get away with it. And I don't have nothing else to say about this situation because this is America. Racism and bigotry is America. So when you see things like this, don't be surprised. Just use it as a teachable moment to show what we should all be against. Please let Chelsea Handler give this racist bigot Heather Patton the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw! Hee-haw! That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. Let, let another human who just happens to be white get in on this hee-haw. What Kathy Griffin at? Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. And let... <laughs> And let Chris Rock put a stamp on Heather Patton for the culture. Cracker ass cracker. Hey. See, this is this is where it's whack, right? Like, I'm at, I'm on her, her her page right now. Talk mm-hmm. to me. Right? And this is what she's saying, which mm-hmm. is just crazy to me, right? She mm-hmm. says she's going to be going live. She says, all of the DMs I'm getting and harassment I'm getting at my front door is overwhelming. You guys are no different from me. You guys are just as evil, and it shows. Then she says, no, it's not. I have over 50K views right now. Any black-owned businesses need some attention? I guess I could post you information right saying? here on the story. She's a because you know why you know why she's oh talking like that because she's an unremorseful cracker-ass cracker. She's yeah, a bigot. She's, she's go. a racist. We know what that is. And we know what that is. We should ship all of them to World Star Hip Hop Island. We need to create an island called World Star Hip Hop that's just cold. On her page, it says, please don't contact me. I was intoxicated, and I sincerely apologize to everyone whom I disrespected and let down for my actions. Please forgive me. What's her page? What's her page? It's Heatherly N.N. Patton. Anybody want to have a petty party this morning? What is that, Instagram or Twitter? She loves this attention, it feels like. (laughs) What is that, Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Heatherly N.N. Patton. Hold on, let me make sure it's a cracker emoji. It is a cracker emoji. Well, but I mean, she's, she has no posts right now. She took all her posts down. Is that, it's Twitter, you said? Instagram, man. Heatherly. N-N-P-A-T-T-O-N. I thought it was a cracker emoji. There's no cracker emoji. Heather Lynn Patton. Oh, or Heather Lynn Patton. (laughs) I said Heatherly. I thought the neighborhood, yeah, Heather Lynn Patton. (laughs) You know what I meant? It was the same difference. Got me looking through all the food and drink right now. There's no cracker, man. It's Heather Lynn Patton. <laughs> right. You give me one second. I'm going to figure out how to have a petty party in her mentions, goddammit. Mm-hmm. You can't. See, there's no pictures posted. Oh, so it's pointless. No, yes, as I told you. Don't be wasting my time. I my told you up. that. Oh. You okay. can hit her in the DMs. Mm-mm. That's not worth it. Nope. All right. She got no pictures. I'm sure she'll post something uh, in a couple of weeks. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, indeed. Up next, Young M.A. will be joining us. Okay. Yes. Album out today. Yes, and we'll talk to Young M.A. when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Young M.A. Yes. What took so long? Why you wait three years? <laughs> hey, man, listen. I ain't really was waiting. It just wasn't ready. Got you. Yeah. You just cooking up. Yeah. You went through a lot of changes, though, with management and everything. Yeah. 
Is that a part of the reason why is a delay? <laughs> Young M.A. talking like she understand. <laughs> no. She's not talking like she understand. Right, right. We've seen That's what talking not, on nah, the stand looks like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yo, you ready. <laughs> yeah, ready. But not, um, nah, not really. I, I wouldn't say it. I don't want to blame it on nobody. It was really more so me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I move at my pace when it comes to music. And if I felt like, you know, I just wasn't ready. Don't get me wrong. Like, no matter who was, you know, uh, uh, representing me, it was always on my back about, yo, you know what I mean? You got to... Let's get this out. Yeah, yeah, you know? We all want so, it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You think you had too much success too fast? And you had kind of you had to kind of catch up to it? In a way, yeah. You yeah. can say that. Um, even though I was grinding for so long prior to that, but, you know, when that fame hit and, and that fame came a little, a little strong, you know what I mean? Like 10 times harder, you know what I mean? Because not on top of, of it being a hit record, but just who I am mm-hmm. and what I represent and stuff at the same time. So, yeah, it was definitely like a, oh, let me catch myself real quick and, and be able to... Uh, sit back and watch this. You know what I mean? I had to observe for a little bit because it was just, it was a little too fast. It was. The did, power of Young and May is heavy though. We were in um, Johannesburg together. Oh, yeah. Yes, for this event. And when I tell you, they went, lost their minds when yeah. Young and May came yeah. out. Yo, and that was crazy. We had fun that day, that yeah. night. We yeah. ended up in the club. We was out all night. Oh, it was lit. It's crazy. Look, y'all <laughs> that was mad. my first time in Johannesburg. Yeah, y'all wasn't Sorry. there. Nobody invited me. He wasn't there. We People kept comparing me to him. I know. That's what I said. Yo, I'm like, like dating. What? Do Yo, that. I don't know why, son. You might be sure you ain't my, my brother? <laughs> to this day, they're like, Yo, who's your sis? I'm like, I got no sis. Young M.A. Everybody said M.A. be trying to look like Young M.A. That's what I think, yo. I'm being honest. I think you be trying to look like Young M.A. I got on the black tea, too, today. What's up, Let me ask. Uh, but you, you got offered so much money to do deals, and you mm-hmm. never did a deal. Nah. Did you regret that at all? Nah, man. I would have took that deal if, you know what I mean, if I really was like, yo. Was you looking for a specific amount of money, or is it just you wasn't doing it? Nah, it was never about the money. It's it's not easy to be like, no, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm like, I have a lot of integrity, man. I think more down the line, more longevity, mm-hmm. and that's where my headspace was at. Nobody was telling me to make these decisions neither. Like, this was literally me. What kind of bags were they that you were turning down? They was M's, man. M and M's. Wow. Back M and M's, man. And yeah. what made you be able to just? What gave you the confidence to be like, nope, I know what I want to do. Did my you heart, have a plan? My or? spirit, yes, man. I always had a plan. Like that's what I've been grinding for so long for is because I had a plan. You know what I mean? Like I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I know what I represent, and I I wasn't sure if a label was gonna know how to handle me long term. You know what I mean? Yeah, I because do. it's like I'm not your average. How hard is it to make a debut album after you got some money and fame in your pocket? Definitely hard. It's hard because I'm the type of person, too, like, it's hard for me to stick on things and stay on it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm just spontaneous. Like, that's just in my spirit. Like, I just like to try new things all the time. So, like, I'll be working on an album, and then I'll want to do, like, something else at the same time. So it's like I had to discipline myself to stay put onto the album. You know what I mean? Like, that, that was one of my downfalls. Is not being able to to discipline myself and stay put, and eventually I got into that that state of mind. I just had to like force myself to stick on it. That was really like the main reason. Yeah, yeah. You feel like that about dating too? Yo, I, yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, it's, I ain't gonna lie. That's kind of like one of my that's like one of my downfalls is just having this spirit about me where. I want to try new things all the time, you know what I mean? And so you're not a committed person. Yeah. <laughs> I am committed. No, I, I'm, listen. Nah, listen, hold on, hold on. Before y'all jump the gun. Like you got 19 girlfriends. <laughs> no. Nah, yeah, it's different. Week, different one. Listen, I, I, I'd rather a relationship. I'm not, I don't really care for the being out here single all day, having a bunch of girls. Like, that get boring after a while. Like, I do rather a relationship. 
You know what I mean? I, I'd rather a woman hold me down and she doing her thing. We just supporting each other. But when's the last time you were in a relationship? I'm in a relationship now. Yeah, okay. we saw that on yeah. social media. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a relationship now. But you see, I don't really, you don't see me. Just asking. Well, you, I don't you, really throw it out there too crazy. Did you learn from like the mistakes of what Tory Bricks posting up all the time? Did I learn? and cuddling, like, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, what was there to learn? I mean, not to have it so public, maybe. I don't think our relationship was that public. You and Tory? I went public because, first of all, I was hot. <laughs> at the time, you know what I mean. They see me with this this young beautiful woman, and and it just went two and two and went crazy. But I, I we and her never really put our shit out there like that crazy. I used to see it. Man, you see, it. yeah, you looking <laughs> for it? It wasn't that crazy. I, used to it. <laughs> I know that for a fact because that's just that's not me. I don't really like to do that. Like mm -hmm. that's just putting too much of my purse. Like I sport it for a minute. Like yes, you know, you know what it is, and that's it. You know what I mean? Whatever we do, whatever. Like a lot of people don't even know we broke up. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we knew once you got with Rich. And then she got a yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Like but, but, and then you wrote a diss song, and then... Nah, I don't say that. I ain't writing that diss song. <laughs> <laughs> so you trying to throw that out there real quick. Dang, I ain't never write no diss song. <laughs> how do you feel when your ex finds love with somebody else and then has a, whole, has a family? Like, how do you feel? Listen to the intro. <laughs> That is not in the intro. Yeah, I didn't hear that in the intro. You are some Charlamagne type of I'm missing that too. I mean, nah. It, it was, we was already like done for a minute that a lot right, of people right. know. We were still cool though. When everything happened, like a lot of people don't know, like it wasn't never no beef or nothing. Like we were still cool. You know what I mean? So I'm not, a, I'm not against like, I'm the type of person like we was, we was done, bro. And, and they moved like all my exes done moved on. A couple of them got a baby. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. They moved on. They still love you, though. Some of them still love you. Yo, I ain't, we ain't even going to talk about that, man. <laughs> Come on, man. You can still hit to this day. I'm in a relationship, <laughs> man. I love my girl. If you wanted huh? to. You still live in Brooklyn? Or did you move from Brooklyn? Yeah, I moved from Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, I'm in Jersey now. You know how what I mean? How did your girl that you're with now, how did you know that she was the one? For now. It, you sure you want to say this? Because you know you're going to get bored of her. They don't know. Just told us. She just told us that. No, that was then, man. <laughs> that was then. She's focused. So where'd you yeah. meet her? Church. I met her uh, in Atlanta. <laughs> I met her in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Are you blushing? <laughs> I know. Well, how so blushing? Where, how did it happen? Blushing, yo. Yo. You need more info. <laughs> I thought you was a whole thug. And you were Uh, well, I see she was following me already. Say mm -hmm. vibes. You know what I mean? I followed her back. I thought she was fire. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, no, nah, we ain't nobody DM nobody. Okay. Like she wasn't on my heels. Like she wasn't sweating me. It was um, she replied. She replied to my story one time. Mm -hmm. So that was like you know my okie doke. I'm thinking, okay, that's got him. Kind of, that's a kind of a DM. Yeah, <laughs> in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. in a way. In a way. Then I respond DM. back with the eyes because I'm like, hello. Are you watching? That's the open door. She right straight there. up, my. She ain't even respond. That's when I wound up seeing her in Atlanta. But, but you liked that on the low that she ain't respond. You was like, I right, showed it. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, and she, and then when we eventually started talking, she liked that I wasn't on her body neither. But yeah, I met in Atlanta, and I wanted her to uh, be in one of my videos. You know, <laughs> oh, it's business. That's, 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 yo, yeah. uh, yo, and you said weird noise. That... It's a pig. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. But I was already kind of like, you know, we already kind of knew before that, and then it happened. And at the video shoot, you know, I, I got to know her more. Got we got to talk more mm -hmm. and whatever. And we got the video done. And we got a 
The rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> you got a pretty strong finesse game, young man. I'm not going to lie to you. I need you to be in my video. <laughs> that wasn't the... <laughs> that was that was that probably was. Damn. All right, well, let's get into Young and May's new single, It's Big. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Big, Young M.A.'s new single, Young M.A.'s here. We are The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne? What have you been doing other than working on your debut album the past three years? I uh, got involved with acting, business, directing. Mm-hmm. Are you directing porn? You directed a porn? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. They kept talking about you playing Cleo and set it off, too, the remake. Oh, that is an internet rumor. That was definitely a rumor. It was a meme going around, like, saying uh, that if they do the remake, that these are people dope. that should play it. But, yeah, I heard that they actually really is doing it yeah, now. Yeah, Issa Rae doing it. I yeah. Be so, and you'd be, you be surprised the internet <laughs> around and get you a role. Yeah, yeah. No, I already, I already told them. It's like, who else I'm y'all going to get? Right. right. You're like, I'm Come in. Come on, y'all better stop playing. How was the experience directing porn? It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It wasn't what like, people expected. Like, they like, oh, like, what you was, like, you was turned on. I, I, no, I was working. You know what I mean? It was cool. It was, you know, it was, it was interesting to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right there, it's like, oh, this is how the this is how the porn like the porn business is. Like, so how, how do you work? give direction? Like, give us some examples. <laughs> what does that sound like? I'd be like, yo, eat that a little more. You know what I mean? <laughs> eat that a little more. You eating that too too soft, man? You gotta you gotta. I mean, not too soft. You eating too 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 calm, like too delicate. Yeah, too yeah. Come on. Put your yeah. mouth on it. Put your mouth on it. Stop being scared. So, you know what? Because I think... Uh, no, I'm playing. <laughs> I was going to say, I think real life sex is so different than porn because porn is so much more extra. Exactly. It is. It's, it, it is. But uh, they was getting it popping, though. Mm-hmm. They was getting it popping. Who was it with? It was all women. No, I mean, was it with Bang Bros? Was it Pornhub? Was it one of those? Oh, Pornhub. Pornhub. Okay. Is Bang is it Bang Bros? Hell yeah. 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 We had bang. Yo, listen, I don't, I don't know nothing about. I don't. I'm not even a porn watcher. This shit Bros is this. Shit. Shit. I this stuff all the time. There you go. Yeah, watch one of those Bang Bros. You know what they be doing? They be riding around <laughs> and and they pick up like they pick up random women. In the Bang oh Bus. My God. They, they, they ride around with the Bang Bus and they convince <laughs> random women to do like wild. They got DVD. DVDs, hats, t-shirts, all types of stuff. They send a pill all the time. Nah. That's old school, though. Bang Bros been around for a while. I'm about to minute. say, it looked like it's a little old school. <laughs> they about to buy, um, what a reason oh they God. about to buy? <laughs> Miami. Come on, we got the Miami, kids watching. Yeah. You know Miami. the kids be watching, they man. They making money. Hey. Would you direct another one? Absolutely. <laughs> That's like what that? I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah, I listen, I I don't care. I, I saw y'all put that up too when when that whole situation came up on the on your on the news thing. What's it called again? The rumor report. Yeah, rumor mm-hmm. report. Yeah, I saw that you was like, Younger May is directing porn. And then <laughs> I, I heard you say, Yeah, man, but I want an album, man. What a music at? I, I heard you say that, that, yeah. Okay. So I'm doing both. Hello. Do both word. I'm yo, listen, y'all understand, man. Like it's so much opportunities and money out here. Like mm-hmm. why I settle for one thing? Like right. you already if you already have the opportunity and you out there and you expand it and people grab you from left to right, no, get that check, man. I'm not mad at it. We yeah. don't have no not problems with that. Do you think that it's important for porn to have a plot? A what? A, a plot? plot? Yeah, like a real storyline. That's the best part of it. Because some people don't care about that. They just want to watch their favorite scene. They don't care about a plot. Nah, I need some a storyline. Like I like the storyline. I, like <laughs> I think it makes it interesting to have a, a storyline. Like, it's like, it kind of, I guess, builds you up a little bit and then... Mm-hmm. Go. <laughs> I love it. I love when the white woman jogging in the hood and then she go knock on the door and be like, can I have some water in some random, some random trap house? Yeah. <laughs> you never seen that one? No, I've never seen that one. That's some good, some good ass storylines out there. White woman jogging in the hood. She goes to a random trap house. She knocks on the door. Then what happens? They open the door Son. and they're like, oh, what's up? You want some water? And then they get it popping. 
Yo, nah. I don't know about that Yo, story. Moving nah. on, son. Moving on, man. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. What do you hope this album accomplishes? Uh, I definitely want this to accomplish like people understanding me more, understanding my struggles and trying to look past certain things. You know what I mean? Not saying that everybody is like that, but you do have a good amount of people that just don't can't look past certain things. And it's like, you know, I, I deal with a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't just always peaches and cream with me just because you don't see me express that. So it's, it's definitely a relatable album. I want people to relate to it. When they hear it, they're going to understand a lot of things that I'm talking about in this in this song. A lot of people going to be able to uh, relate because it's going to be similar situations that they've been through. Like, I'm human, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We go through things, like, all as humans. And, and that's basically what I want to get out of the album. I feel like the album is just supposed to be something about you. And, and tell your story and that's why it's called a story because it's basically about me it's just, yeah, when you say look past things what do you mean sexuality uh, or that too you think people still tripping off that she says it in the music you, it, it's people who still do yeah mm. and I'm not targeting I'm just like certain certain songs on there is targeting just that you know what I mean it's like the yo, look, yeah yeah you know what I mean it's like I don't care like y'all you know what I mean like I'm, I'm, I'm out here man I'm official you know what I mean it ain't mm -hmm. nothing where I'm hiding it it's not like none of that like it's official with me and Try to look past that because, like, I make music. Like, yeah, lyrical that's it. too. Yeah, and that's what it is. And that's just that's for them targeted people. Not like most of, most of the people that rock with me is like, yo, we we rock with him. Because mm -hmm. we always talk about how representation is so important, and there has hasn't been a whole lot of representation in hip hop. Right. That's why I think somebody like Young Young M A is so important. So needed, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I just talk my talk, man. What's the experience like meeting somebody like Beyonce? I never met Beyonce. But you, oh, but you've been. <laughs> I ain't meet Beyonce yet. Oh, I thought you guys were, you know, you open for her. And yeah, I did, but so I didn't see her yet. No, nah, I met Jay-Z. I didn't meet Beyonce. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought yeah. she'd have been like, I want to meet Young M.A. Nah, at the time, it was like, first of all, I got there. It was kind of late. Mm -hmm. So, like, they had to rush me to stage. And then I had a show in a whole other state right after that. So, we had to rush right back out. But Jay-Z was right there. So, I was able to catch a flick with him mm -hmm. and then dip out. So, she was probably in, in the dressing room getting right, getting Beyonce. So, did Hope give you any advice? He he was he looked at me like I was his niece or something. Like I like Brooklyn. Like yeah, like yeah. I'm like like big unk like yo, like I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? Like he was just smiling like yo, like basically I like what you got going on. You got it. You know what I mean? It wasn't too much said because we didn't really have time to like chop it up. But that was enough for me. Brooklyn got a lot of dope up and coming rappers now too. Yeah, like underneath you, just coming up now. So yeah, that's got to feel good. Brooklyn always on fire, man. Yeah, yeah, y'all yeah. on fire right now. Brooklyn is on fire yeah. right now. Eight six nine from Brooklyn. Eight six nine, they on fire right now. I'm just... But musically, he was on fire. Aside <laughs> from all that, you know what I'm saying? Listen, you know he don't want to. Um... That don't that don't represent Brooklyn. Y'all understand that? He from Brooklyn. So what? Born and raised. So what? On the playground is where he so spent all his days. Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> <Andy>, shut up. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> so this album is dedicated to your brother? Yeah, uh, today's actually his uh, death date. Uh, mm. It's been 10 years straight. Wow. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm holding my head. Uh, it's crazy, you know what I mean? It's like, I can't even be, believe it's been this long. You know, I'm just trying to keep his name alive and, and hold the fort down for him, man. Rep you know, holding the family down and doing what I got to do. Are you able to enjoy the moment, being that it's so close to his death date? Are you able to enjoy the moment of the album coming out? Uh, that's why I said, that's why it's kind of, I guess, I don't feel too, like, ah, about the album because always around this time is, like, funny. You know what I mean? I always feel, like, a little in the days around this time. So I think that's one of the reasons, like, all, all the time, from this day on, going on to the end of the year, like Christmas, holidays, all that, I feel that, mm -hmm. that, that feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's never really always, like, uh, I'm so happy. I have that moment, you know, that little depressing feeling. But at the same time, like, it's like, what could I do? Like, I ain't going to 
sit in sorrow all day. Like I gotta, I gotta make moves. I gotta hold a family down, or whatever the case. So I'm, I'm good though. Like I'm, right. like we out here, man. We working, we getting to it, and we gotta make the people proud, man. That's what it is. All right. right. Well, yeah, my album is out. So happy you right now. This album out. Let's get it. <laughs> Make sure you stream it, download it, and all that good stuff. And we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you for having me, man. It's Young M.A. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, on the Monday episode of State of the Culture on Revolt, uh, they were having a conversation about different topics, including Antonio Brown. Now, Remy Ma had some comments about Antonio Brown getting the backlash that he was getting, the former NFL wide receiver who was released from his contract with the Patriots after he had sexual assault allegations against him. He's denied those claims. And here's what Remy Ma had to say about sexual assault victims. It seems like in a lot of these alleged sexual assault cases, the women are asking for money. Hey, give me some money and I'll feel better. To me, in any exchange where sexual acts are being compensated with money, like, that's prostitution. No, Remy, that's a gross that. simplification. Okay. You really? have to agree to the sex for really? it to be prostitution. Yes. Correct. Because in one instance, they're like, it was so horrible. And he did this to me. He did that to me. But give me two million. I'm not going to sit over here and I won't tell anybody. All right. Well, it's definitely not prostitution. No, it's definitely not prostitution. It's restitution. They they, they actually call that, uh, they call that compensation restorative justice. And here's the thing. Sometimes you can't pursue those cases criminally because the statute of limitations is up. So all you can do is civil. But I think the optics of when a person seeks civil justice over criminal justice, when they can, you know, when they have the the, the right to do both, sometimes make you question the person's motives. But I'm not going to call her a prostitute. She's not a prostitute. I'm going to just question her motivation. And listen... Let's talk about the finances of it, though, too. A lot of times people aren't able to work. Imagine you have to go to court. You have to go to trial. You have to go to the doctor. You have all kinds of mental trauma from a situation. And even having to heal from that and go to the doctor and get treatment, that all costs money. Oh, yeah, I agree. I just think that when you have the option to do criminal or civil, but you choose to do civil. But I thought, don't you got to get... do both. Yeah, but don't you got to get a criminal case going before you no, can file civil? No, no, no. A lot of times right? people do civil first, and then it's easier yeah. to win criminal. But I think sometimes when people jump just to civil, you question their motivation, but I'm not going to call them a prostitute. And let's be real. Like, after you see all these different cases and hear from different women who have been through it, it's not the easiest thing to have to go and tell your story over a thousand it. times Absolutely. again and relive it and have people not believe you and question you and make you seem like you're the person who's at fault. And also, prostitution prostitution is, is a willing thing. Like, the person is taking the money and giving consent for you to have sex with them. It's a purchase. There are people like, who get their, pro- sometimes There's people who their houses get broken right. into and what they get raped. You can't say I'm being a prostitute. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they're forced into prostitution. It's not necessarily. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. That's well, true. no, that's sex, that's sex trafficking. Yeah, well, that's... That's different. Yeah. Prostitution, sex trafficking, two totally different things. Right. You know? All right, now let's talk about Angie Martinez and the debut of her show, Untold Stories of Hip Hop on WeTV last night. She had Cardi B on and Cardi B was talking about uh, just having a baby at the height of her career and what people had to say about that. Certain people that I even thought that was gonna like support me and be like, listen, we could do this. Like, real optimistic people were like, no, no, you can't do it. No. No! Crying their eyeballs out. So when people are telling you not to have your baby, I mean, is there some moment that happens where you decide to keep her? And how do you come to that decision? When I found out, it was like around the weeks that you could find out the sex. And I wanted to find out the sex right the f- 
away. And like when she said, I have a girl. You were already in love. I was like, oh man, I have a girl. That means that God wants me to have a baby because I always wanted a girl. Well, of course, she's so happy that baby culture is here. Everything's about culture, right? Mm -hmm. In addition, Snoop Dogg was on last night and he talks about going into the studio with Biggie because Biggie wanted him to hear a song. So, go scene, and he got about 40 what He like, yo, I want to play you. I'm like, what you want to play? This is his album before he gets killed. I'm on track, come on. And he say, like Snoop. He played you the verse where he says your name. Yes. I'm like, damn, that really loved me. And this man died before this record came out. So that was a moment in my life that I'm like, you know what? At least he got to play that for me. Yeah. And satisfy his soul to know that he was all right with Snoop Dogg. All right, these um, are classic moments. Absolutely. Yeah, but the, I, I'm still tripping off the fact that there's a recipe in the Bronx that consists of aspirin and gelatin <laughs> that can stop periods. I know? don't. Uh, I don't think anybody should try that at uh, home. By uh, the way, I always say the Please craziest don't. people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And boy, Cardi B reinforced that last night. I need to know what this recipe is. And congratulations to Candy Bird. She's going to actually have a recurring role in season three of The Shy. She's going to play Rosalind Perry, the estranged wife, uh, the estranged wife of Duda, who is uh, she's back at his side to influence his political agenda and to help herself as well. So congratulations to Candy. Lala on The Shy this season too. Yep, it's going to be and popping. Laurel, who's not on there. Um, Jason Mitchell. Right. Uh, That's all. That's what I'm All right. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. The People's Choice mix is up next. It's Little Wayne's birthday, so let's get into a Little Wayne mini mix. Let me know your favorite Wheezy joint and revolt. We'll see you on Monday. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout out to everybody that's heading out to Atlantic City this weekend. I'm doing a two-day seminar out in Atlantic City. The first day, um, we're going to be doing a ride-along and taking some uh, some people through different houses, different properties, vacant lots, um, and just showing them the different properties, how much the properties are. They will range from $10,000 to one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand. dollars $200,000. And then the next day, we're actually going to have a seminar explaining how to flip, how long it takes, the money it requires, and all that so it's a lot of people coming, and I look forward to seeing you guys. We've got a lot of buses, so it's going to be a, a great weekend. Shout to uh, Flippin' New Jersey, which is Caesar. Shout to Jen. Shout to Matt. Shout to Sabine. Shout to Jose. Shout to everybody that's coming through. And Charlamagne, some, a dude hit me from, um, I said a dude. A dude My man Cody, who's a real estate agent, was like he has some property for you out in the Carolinas, South Carolina. He, he was trying to get in touch with you. Tell him hit me up. Okay, I definitely will. <laughs> he said, I'm trying. <laughs> no, he was trying, but I, I just didn't want to give me your number. I, I, I gave him Paige's number, though. I'm always down to buy some new property at home. And listen, salute to everybody uh, that, that was at the Tamron Hall show yesterday. I'm going to be on Tamron Hall today. You got to check your local listings. It was me and my guy, Dr. Ish Major. Dr. Ish Major is a psychiatrist who was educated at the University of South Carolina School of Medicine. Okay. Uh, he specializes in women, children, families, and, you know, just black men being mentally healthy. If you've ever read my book, Shook One Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me, he's the doctor that I have in my book giving all the clinical correlations for the things I talk about experiencing. And we're both on the Tamron Hall. Hall show today, so uh, make sure you tune in to Tamron Hall, check your local listings, and check us out. Okay? Okay. Okay. Yeezy? Yes.
Uh, what are you doing this weekend? You want to tell people? Oh, well, I'll be in Chicago this weekend. It was like a really last-minute thing, so I'm trying to get it all together. I'm a little frazzled, but you know I'm getting ready for my lip service live tour, so you guys know that kicks off October 20th. You can go to Ticketmaster.com if you want to get tickets to see us in the city near you. It kicks off in Philly, then New York. We're in Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, L.A., San Francisco, Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit, all over. So make sure you come and check us out. All right, when we come back positive, don't, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, the positive note is simply this, man. The positive note is I want you to act as if what you do makes a difference because it does. Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done? 